Tonight, the devil gets his due at AEW's full gear. Logan Paul sets his sights on John Cena. Tony Khan clears the CM Punk Colt Cabana rumors, but is it too little too late? For the first time ever, there is an IWGP Women's Champion and the last original ECW Champion, current Impact Wrestling Tag Champion, and soon to make his way across some familiar territory in the Great White North, the Man Beast, Rhino, joins us. All that and more on Sunday night's main event. We love professional wrestling. Acknowledge me. This is Sunday night's main event. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. On the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Because you love something fresh in you, don't you? We deserve better, people. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Do I have everybody's attention now? My God, what an impact. Hey, I'm Mike McGuire. Welcome to Canada's Wrestling Radio Show Sunday night's main event, powered by Great Lakes Beer, a fiercely independent brewery. Order online at greatlakesbeer.com. We're always available to you for free on the air across the country on TSN Radio, the iHeartRadio, and News Talk Networks through affiliate stations across Canada and online at snmeradio.com. If you would like this show early, including extended episodes, full-length interviews, daily podcasts, and more. Join our Patreon for as little as a dollar a week. Patreon.com slash SNME Radio. We've got a loaded show for you today. Hot off the heels of full gear, there's a new AEW champion and a lot more to talk about. Let's get to it with the five count. You want to hear the breaking news? AEW's full gear pay-per-view took place last night at a virtually sold-out Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. The event saw the Death Triangle retain their AEW's Trios Championship after some shenanigans involving the Ring Bell Hammer and now triggering a Best of Seven series against the Elite. The Acclaimed held on to their Tag Team Championships when Keith Lee walked out on Swerve Strickland. There's a new AEW Interim Women's Champion in Jamie Hayter. Samoa Joe is now a dual title holder as he's the new TNT Champion after pinning Powerhouse Hobbs in the three-way match involving Wardlow. And as you've likely heard by now, Maxwell Jacob Friedman is your new AEW World Heavyweight Champion after William Regal gave the assist with a set of brass knucks against John Moxley. We have a full recap of Full Gear, including some of your feedback. You can listen to that now for free at snmeradio.com. Could Logan Paul be facing John Cena sometime soon? After that stunning performance that Logan Paul had against Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia... He has now set his sights on John Cena. So after the Crown Jewel event, John Cena posted me on his Instagram. And then I saw an article that was saying he's looking for an opponent for WrestleMania. (laughs) And I favorited it and responded with the eyes, you know, because I mean, truthfully, I think me versus John Cena would break the Internet. And I texted Triple H right away. I said, do you want to break the Internet again? And that's a that's a. That's a dream matchup, dude. Paul is recovering from that MCL and meniscus tear, which happened during his match with Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia earlier this month. There's no news yet as to where this match could be happening, but most likely, all eyes are on WrestleMania in L.A. Well, if Kevin Owens is still nursing an MCL injury, you wouldn't have known it from his appearance Friday night on SmackDown. I do believe the Broly Brutes have found member Number five. Oh man, the prize fighter. There was a report 
that he had suffered a sprained MCL at a WWE house show last weekend. While his appearance was relatively short, Owens was throwing super kicks, leaping up onto the apron, and even dropped a picture-perfect stunner. Owens is set to join the Brawling Brutes team against the Bloodline in the Survivor Series Men's War Games match. Owens is also set to be co-starring in an upcoming comedy series on Crave in 2023. While the future is up in the air for CM Punk and AEW, there are some more signs that Punk could be on the way out of the company. Punk was once again on CFFC commentary this past week, but it was actually the release of the new AEW Fight Forever cover art that has people talking. This week, the trailer for AEW's first console video game was released, and the new cover art for the game, which once featured Punk front and center, now has no sign of the Second City Saint. Tony Khan remained tight-lipped through several appearances, but last night, during the post-show press conference, he did finally address the rumors regarding CM Punk, Colt Cabana, and whether or not Punk had asked for Cabana to be removed from the AEW main roster. Nick Hausman from Wrestling Inc., who was the first person CM Punk addressed at the now-infamous All Out press conference, took this question to Tony Khan. If you could kind of clarify maybe once and for all, did CM Punk ever ask to have Colt Cabana move to Ring of Honor or not share the locker room with him? No, no, he never asked for that. He never asked for that. Um, I, you know, the first time it came up, I think you asked me that on a scrum call and I wasn't looking at you face to face. And I really was trying to, you know, it was before death, before dishonor, I think. He never asked me that. And uh, it was, uh, I could have probably addressed it then and I just didn't comment on it because I didn't I wanted to keep talking about the wrestling that was on the show because Colt Cabana was wrestling on the show. And so uh, and this you weren't asking me specifically about the show. So I, I didn't answer that there. And for the first time ever, there's an IWGP women's champion. And it's a name that most of us are familiar with. Kyrie Sane is the first ever IWGP women's champion. This ended a two month long tournament and also defines a new era in New Japan pro wrestling. Sane won the title at the New Japan and Stardom crossover event yesterday. Kyrie said she will be defending the championship at Wrestle Kingdom this coming January. Her former tag team partner in Stardom, Tam Nakano, has answered the challenge. Coming up, Dave Meltzer's on vacation this week. So, from Wrestling Observer Live and the Wrestling News, Mike Sempervivi is back. Plus, a conversation with the Man Beast. The ECW original, the last original ECW champion before the WWE takeover, current Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champion, and a man whose career has a lot of history right here in Canada, Rhino joins us. Thanks for hanging out. We're back in just a few minutes. You're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event on TSN Radio. Sunday Night's Main Event is brought to you by Great Lakes Beer, a fiercely independent brewery. Black as night. Light as a full moon, deep in character, little is known about the guardian that protects the Great Lake Stout. His nobility is as thick as his mustache, which belies the essence of the beer he defends. Through this mystery, what one can gather is, with this traditional dry stout, you'll finally vanquish the illusion that dark means heavy. Congratulations. You just found your new session stout. Find a selection of Great Lakes beer at your local LCBO or order online at greatlakesbeer.com. This is Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio. Well, in the absence of Dave Meltzer, who normally joins us this time of the week, 
He is vacationing in Hawaii as uh, I just ran in minus 12 Celsius with my run club here in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Mike Sempervivi. You know, we, we said last week, oh, it'd be great to have you on further down the road. And then Dave told me he's going to Hawaii. So I was like, how about now? How about right now, Mike? Great to have you back, man. It's great to be back, although I got to be honest with you, I kind of wish I was in Hawaii because some of that air that has dumped six feet of snow on uh, Buffalo, that's now working its way down here. So if you hear uh, some swirling wind and some whistling going on, it's because uh, this little house at the beach here uh, just was not made for winter weather. Buddy, I live in the prairies. All I hear is swirling wind and (laughs) (laughs) blowing snow. You understand? I'm in the Canadian frozen prairies. Like this is, you know, no offense to the folks in Buffalo who I know are dealing with a, a ton of snow and and that's terrible to see. But I mean that, you know, that's that's a Thursday in November in, <laughs> in Saskatchewan. So, oh. uh, all joking aside, though, uh, you're okay. Like, you, is everybody kind of battening down the hatches, sort of thing? Can't complain too much. You know, again, it's just the swirling wind right now. We don't have to worry about any of the snow or any of that sort of stuff. So it's just us whining and complaining about the wind and the cold and praying that, you know, summer gets back here quick. (laughs) All right. I have to ask you, did you stay up for both shows? Because last night for someone like you, who's especially in tune with Japanese wrestling, uh, there was a big show as well as AEW's full gear. So were you pulling the marathon last night or what'd you do? I did. I did indeed, and I got up at 4.30 Saturday morning because got stuff to do. We got a life to live. We got a kid I need to take to wrestling practice. We got watching a dog, doing all these different things that we're doing right now. And let's not forget the wrestling news. The wrestling news. That's one of the reasons I was up so early is because I had to get that out. So I did that, and I said, you know what? At some point, I'm going to get a little bit of sleep today. Well, there you go. That didn't happen. So as we sit oh. here, don't want to don't want to break kayfabe for anybody. But as we sit here at about oh twelve thirty on uh, Sunday, November twentieth, I have been up now for about uh, I don't know how my math is, but about thirty two hours. So as soon as we're done this, I'm going to make sure my fantasy teams are okay, and then <laughs> I'm going to sleep. Oh, sweet! So this could be your CM Punk press conference moment then, because <laughs> you're, you're tired. You're I don't know if you're old or you're hurt, but you're tired and you just don't care. Now you got to work with me. So there you go. And you're now work. you got to work with children. You know, exactly. where are my muffins when I need them, for heaven's sakes? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about the whole CM Punk situation here as we go on. But this is the part where normally I tap Dave for feedback if he's got any late-breaking news, that sort of thing. And and then he also, you know, likes to chime in with his opinion once in a while. So this this will be a chance for you to actually... You know, have a, a Mike Sempervivi moment where we get your thoughts on things, maybe not just from the journalistic standpoint, but feel free to chime in with your own thoughts as well. Uh, we'll start with the show that everybody, for the most part in North America, who's a wrestling fan can be talking about, and that is Full Gear last night. Uh, another long show from AEW. This is what they do on pay-per-view. They just, you know, they've just conceded that we're just going to go for, you know, most of your night and half of your morning, depending on what time zone you're in. But overall thoughts on the show. I thought it was a really good show, and I thought it. Now it was a really long show. Mm-hmm, <laughs> we yeah. say that with almost every AEW show that you look at it and you go, "Okay, could you have shaved this off? Could you have shaved that off?" Sure, you could have. Are they going to do that? No. Nope. <laughs> and in Tony Khan's mind, there's only four AEW pay per views for you uh, per year. 
you know, it was asked at the press conference about ROH and the New Japan thing, but no, those are not in the AEW universe. So in Tony Khan's mind, I'm only running four of these things. They're only quarterly, so I'm going to give everybody as much as they possibly can get. They loaded up the pre-show again after we thought there were going to be a lot more video packages and things like that. Nope, pretty much that was a nonstop that brought us right into the pay-per-view. Three matches, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's really about the worst thing I can say about this show. For the most part, everything either delivered or over-delivered to me. We'll get into it surely. You know, Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose, was that one of the matches that maybe would have been better off on TV? Sure, you could say that, but that's not how it was going to be. So was that match that good? No, but does Death Triangle and the Elite make up for it? Probably, you know, and, and as we go through the show, I mean, again, there's pros and cons to everything. You know, there were some booking decisions when you look at how many baby faces were in conflict with themselves over should I do something dirty, you know, with, with Phoenix and a lot of, a lot of Roddy Piper with the ring bell moments. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, there were some things that you could look at and say, okay, that was a little bit repetitive, but when you'd look at just the action and you, if you're just a fan looking at that, I mean, the Jericho Claudio Danielson Guevara match was awesome. I thought MJF and, and Moxley was awesome. I thought Jamie Hayter and Tony storm was really good. So, Again, it, it all depends on, I guess, how you view things and what you're looking at. But I mean, out of 10, I mean, this was a solid eight show to me, at least. So okay. do I have to love everything on it? No, all of it's not made for me. But I thought the show ran really smooth. Again, it was a little long, but it's not like I was looking at the clock every time, <laughs> you know, so it didn't drag or anything like that. So I thought it was a really good night. I did find timing wise that, yeah, it did have a better flow even than a lot of the other AEW pay-per-views to date. I thought that everything kind of happened the way it was supposed to. The the preview video packages weren't too long. It did have a nice, well, they've managed to fit everything in nicely, but the the match times were in some cases very intense and and very long. and, And this probably could have been two shows almost. But again, like you said, that's what AEW does. By the way, for a full recap, uh, SNMERadio.com. Our crew did a great job last night, right after the show, with some listener feedback as well. So you can hear the entire feedback. We're not going to go through the entire card here, but I did want to ask you your thoughts on the main event here. There was a you know good guy doing the wrong thing moment, but then it turned out to be probably the best turn I think I've seen in a little while, anyways, in AEW. And this was uh, MJF and William Regal. Your thoughts on MJF becoming champion and the way he became champion, uh, getting the brass knucks from Regal. I love it. And it was, I don't want to say it was a little easy to predict, but once CM Punk was gone and hurt and they needed to pull John Moxley off of vacation, they needed him yeah. to step up. You know, I, I think with the way things were moving, I thought it was a pretty good bet that MJF was going to win. Now, the question was going to be, how does he win and where is he standing coming out of this? Does he go full babyface and turn the crowd? And frankly, I mean, he was the babyface in Newark last night. Absolutely. You know, so it was, was Regal going to turn? Was the firm going to run in? Would we see Stokely Hathaway? You know, what? You know, we were wondering what the dynamic was going to be. And I thought they did it exactly the way they should have. 
Mm-hmm. William Regal now turning on the Blackpool Combat Club. The timing of and the look of that, how it was shot, the whole nine yards. When Regal had Moxley turn around to get the ref, to, to get him for the pin, and there's Regal, and he just slides the brass knuckles over to MJF. I thought that was perfect. Now, how they got to that with the two referee bumps and all that stuff, you could say that was overbooked. I, I can't complain about that. There sure were other ways to get to that point. But I think getting to that point was the most important thing. And yeah. with Moxley now looking like he may be gone, with Claudio and Brian Danielson kind of knocking heads a little bit, I mean, they could take that and take it into a direction. The only real question now with the Blackpool Combat Club is Wheeler Yuta. And where right. he stands in it, and if they decide to even keep the Blackpool Combat Club. So I I like the way they did that. I like Regal with MJF. It was perfect. It's not like they weren't leading to it the whole time mm-hmm. with MJF and Regal both talking about the devil. So I thought that worked out great. And in my world, MJF would be a Ric Flair 1985 style of babyface where if he faces a babyface, He's the full MJF, the biggest heel you could get. But if he faced a heel, then of course he's going to get the reaction or just depending on how the crowd treats him, because depending on where he goes, he's going to get a hell of a reaction. Will he get it against Danielson? Now he might get booed. Work to that. MJF has got the ability at this point in his career to pull that off. And the fans believe him in, believe in him to be able to pull something like that off. So that's how I would have done it, but frankly, how they're doing it now is just fine because ultimately you get the same results anyway. That's right. MJF is champion, and they go into basically a, a new season here. I mean, people say the wrestling doesn't have seasons. It kind of does, really, because more eyes get pulled towards wrestling as we get towards this time of year, whether it's things like WWE having the tribute to the troops where that gets a major network exposure, even though it's not a major event in the lexicon of wrestling fans per se Royal Rumble WrestleMania season all eyes are on that and then that can trickle down and and AEW can benefit from that attention as well so I I gotta agree with you there I think that MJF as champion is probably the best thing they can do he's probably the most interesting guy on the show right now by far oh yeah and and that's just a great move your thoughts on Soraya's return her match and the fan reaction, because there were some, you know, there were some people who I just, I, I don't know why they have to be so negative on her, but they are. And others are absolutely thrilled to see her. So your thoughts on Soraya and her performance last night and, and just overall feeling. Part of that is their own hand, though. And that is, as you watch the lead up to this and you heard right. Soraya's promos and look in the post show press conference. And by the way, there were no incidents during the post-show press conference. So if anybody out there was looking for that and somehow was sleeping for the last 24 hours, <laughs> one, I'm jealous, and two, nothing happened. Don't worry. That's why we're talking about the actual show instead of <laughs> stuff afterward. I know it's weird to actually be talking about things that happen on really? TV about wrestling these days, but here we are. <laughs> and that's you know, and Jungle Boy, hey, you know, he did eat a cookie, so we thought there may be something there. Oh, that was a total <laughs> that was that whole and the fact because he was the first match, and the fact that he hadn't cleaned his face off and he was eating the cookie, that was a total dig, but whatever. Okay, look, there was a lot last night where if you want to call it all petty wrestling, you oh, can absolutely man. do that. <laughs> you know, with the wayward sons music, and was that a, a shot at funk? And there was a lot of that sort of stuff. There's always a lot of that sort of stuff, but Hey, it is what it is, but with Soraya, 
the way they built it up, I mean, she Britt Baker should be a baby face. Flat out. She yeah. and, and Jamie Hayter both. And I think you could do a deal where, again, let one turn on the other, let the fans kind of choose them. But AEW fans do not want to boo Britt Baker. Yeah. Uh, period. Point blank. And I don't understand, even though she's great at it, she can still have the same attitude and be a full-fledged baby face. And I think they should probably do that because you're always going to get this situation. Now, with Soraya, it was because she was coming from WWE and Brit is so popular and all that stuff. And the way it was built up, yeah, there were a little bit more booze, but they do this to themselves a lot. Because when you look at, the, like, is Nyla Rose a heel or a baby face? Yeah, is, exactly. Exactly. You know, and the, forget about her. What about the rest of her crew? Are they, you know, so it's like there are situations like that in AEW that, again, sometimes I would like to see a much brighter white hat and a much darker black hat on the two opponents that are facing each other. But, you know, it was what it was. And I thought it was, even though it was sloppy at times, for Soraya's first match back in what six years, whatever it was, mm-hmm. having almost l- very little training, you know, with, with hearing that she only got cleared on what Halloween. So, how much work has she really been able to put in? I thought she really put in Yeoman's effort. I thought she did a really good job. I thought Britt Baker did as great at this point in her career as she could do carrying helping to carry Soraya to that match and oh yeah and Soraya even said that herself in the presser she was like you know Britt carried me through this thing so absolutely and you know and she you know she copped to the promos and and all of that and was very humble you could tell she was very emotional she was emotional coming out she was emotional in the press conference I thought all things considered great first night in for her Good first match. I thought it went too long, but the heck with it. Again, nothing fell apart. It wasn't brutal. You know, there were moments here and there, but, you know, there were moments here and there in plenty of matches. So I'm not going to hang, you know, hang them for that. Okay, we're going to shift gears here. Uh, Mike Sempervivi, by the way, is who we're talking to from the Wrestling News. You can get it daily through your favorite podcatcher. And, uh, Mike, some of the things that, that have happened throughout the week here. There was a story that Kevin Owens may have sprained an MCL last weekend, although this Friday on SmackDown, we saw him come out. That can be taken care of with some different things, some wraps. We didn't get to see his legs, um, but he looked like Kevin Owens, and he was jumping up on the apron, hitting stunners, super kicks, everything else. He's the right guy for that match, isn't he? Oh, my. Absolutely. Absolutely. And granted, he's one of my favorite professional wrestlers. He really is. He has been outstanding. He's always outstanding. He's always great. And what? Uh, who else could you have put in that match with the dynamic that you have of the brawling brutes and Drew McIntyre going after Reigns and you got all this going on with the bloodline and Sammy? Who else but Kevin Owens? Yep. So now... Does this put you know the clock even uh, in bigger numbers and in big lights on Sami Zayn and what's going to happen with him? Probably, because I think we all, I shouldn't say we all, I don't know what everybody <laughs> thinks out there, but I mean, come on. When they announced the show in Montreal, which I believe is in February. Yep. Yep. Can you yep. wait that long to do it? I don't know, but I can tell you what. Something's going to go down there, and I have a feeling at WrestleMania, we're going to get the Usos and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Whether we get it for a second or a third time by that point, I don't know. But that, to me, 
is in flashing neon lights, like that's a big match. And I'm not saying that it's the main event because obviously whatever Roman Reigns is doing, or well, it'll be the elimination chamber will be a big part of it. Cause that's the, that's the pay-per-view, right? So, yeah. So, you know, again, you know, by the time we get to mania, I mean, that to me is, it is a main event match on WrestleMania to me with the way this whole thing has been built up. So, Again, if they do it at Elimination Chamber, if they start this process at Rumble, if they started the Survivor Series, you know, I still have a feeling however it goes, that's going to be the match for WrestleMania. And I mean, and I'm all for it. How could you not be? Logan Paul on his podcast has called out John Cena. He wants that match. Do you want to see that match? I, I never thought I'd say this, but I kind of do. Yes. <laughs> That's the quietest you've been in the whole time we've talked today. <laughs> because I can't believe it myself. I don't right? want to see those goofs do anything. You know, I don't want to see him wrestle. I don't want to see him fight, like actually amateur wrestle. I don't want to see him do MMA. I don't want to see their YouTube show, any right? of that nonsense. But in a wrestling ring, I mean, hey, those guys have done... What, what else can you say? Look at the celebrities we've had in wrestling over the years. And I'm you, uh, you're old enough to remember... Floyd Mayweather Jr. and oh, the yeah. Big Show, and oh, God, remember yeah. how everybody reacted to that because of the 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 mirrors and the and all that stuff and all the sleight of hand that they did. It was like, man, for a celebrity wrestling match, that's one of the best ones. Look at what we've had in the last couple of years with celebrities, with Stephen Amell, with Bad Bunny, and now <laughs> with the Paul brothers. I mean. Hey, look, WWE's formula has worked, (laughs) you know, so being able to pull somebody off a bench like this, having celebrities and athletes and people like that actually want to be involved and really are taking it much seriouser or much more seriously (laughs) than anybody in the past ever has. I mean, it's just a it's just been great for WWE. So believe it or not, I would actually like to see that match on a WrestleMania because it's WrestleMania. I'm there for the spectacle. If I can handle John Cena and Bray Wyatt doing their thing, I can definitely handle this. We're going to have a little more with Mike Sempervivi on our Patreon feed, patreon.com slash SNME radio. But Mike, I want to thank you for being a part of the episode today. We're going to talk all about uh, Japanese names that have been showing up all over AEW, uh, as well as uh, a new first ever IWGP women's champion. But the last thing I want to leave before we go to that is Tony Khan coming clean about CM Punk and Colt Cabana. He did that in the press conference last night. And he said, look, I did not receive any instruction from CM Punk. Like Punk did not ask him to move Punk or to move Cabana to ROH. Your thoughts on that? He cop to, he could have explained it better. And yeah, you think he could have explained it months ago. Exactly. And, you know, he had said CM Punk didn't, you know, that there have been so many stories about did CM Punk, did he want him fired? Was, was Tony, did he, did he want to get him fired? And Tony Khan was covering for him. And there's been all this stuff that has come out. And, you know, what one of the other ones was Colt, uh, was he his training and, and his his work as an agent? Was he slid over because that's how we got a steal? All that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. That stuff is still going to to be need to be explained, whether it, it ever is or not. <laughs> you know, but that that whole situation, the whole situation with Tony Khan and how he deals with the media. And some of the tact that he takes, this whole situation got out of hand and would have been, again, would have been 
much better off being given to, I don't want to say a crisis management team, but <laughs> frankly, when it came to the PR on it, it could have been explained a lot better. Mike Sempervivi, you can catch him uh, everywhere, including the Wrestling News Daily News Podcast, which you can download. Don't forget, Wrestling Observer Live, because I'm filling in for Dave Meltzer. If we don't bring up Wrestling Observer Live, he might get upset. Actually, he wouldn't care at all. But Alvarez, <laughs> you know Alvarez is. I love that. Well, coming up next, he was the final ECW champion in that company's original run as Extreme Championship Wrestling. He is making his way back to Canada, where he has a lot of history. And he's next on Sunday night's main event. The Man Beast, Rhino, is on the way. Submit your feedback to Sunday night's main event by joining the group on Facebook. Search SNME Radio. Gore, gore, gore. This is Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio. Welcome back. I'm Mike McGuire. When I announced this week's guest was going to be former WWE an ECW original, current Impact Wrestling tag team champion, along with Heath, the Man Beast, Rhino. It automatically conjured up images of talking about some of the grisliest and most dastardly moments in the history of extreme wrestling, of hardcore wrestling. And well, we do talk a little bit about that. You're about to meet a very different Rhino. Rhino is going to be making his way across the Canadian prairies later on this winter. In fact, first week of January for Canada's Wrestling Elite. He's doing a series of shows. Tickets for those went on sale today. You can get them at cwetickets.com. But now, prepare yourselves for a very different, very interesting, and frankly, very cool conversation with Rhino. As we do these, I'm not going to go into the giant, magnificent introductions, not because you're not worthy of accolades, and we'll get to that as we talk about this, but Rhino, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, man. It really is. Uh, We've talked a little bit before we got rolling here, and and you're you're a hard-working man in and out of the ring, and uh, we're just making things happen together, so thank you for being here, first of all. Well, thank you for having me, obviously, and then... uh we all seem to be busy, overly busy. Right? <laughs> like, the world just seems more complicated. Uh, I'm sure we could go into many discussions about that, but what are you doing while we're talking here? Well, I'm just getting off the docks. Um, I have a marina in uh, Monroe, Michigan, Big Daddy's Boatyard on Lake Erie. And, uh, you know, boating's a passion of mine. Um, I collect older boats, wooden boats. I'll uh, pick them up for pennies on the dollar, and then I'll fix them up. And, you know, I did get rid of one. I kept the other two. Wow. So um, it's one of those things where it's kind of hard to let go when you see your work and, you know, and realize you saved it from the burn pile. Right. Because a lot of these older boats, you know, I mean, it would cost too much money or too much time and money if you're doing it yourself. Um, you know, where they're just not fixable. And a lot of times they'll just take all the hardware off and the the stuff that can be reused and salvaged and um, hung behind someone's uh, basement bar or, you know, decoration and, you know, and they'll be pieced out, which is unfortunate, but you can't 
you know, sometimes you can't do anything about that. A whole design style, a home design style, ship lapping became a thing, right? And th- that's yeah, basically right, old boats right. that are being dismantled. So, huh? Right, right. And uh, you know, so so I'm just getting off the docks, and it's really cold out. Yeah, I still have to undo some dock posts and kick them up for the winter time before the uh, the real cold weather comes in and the the water starts freezing. I do um, throw down some deicers. So some of the water, some of the dock posts, I won't have to pull out, and, you know. And I do have some boats that stay in all year long, so I have to make sure I have the deicers around their boats. And you know, obviously, they pay me, so it's somewhat yeah. of an income, and it kind of pays for the deicers. And yeah, so but yeah, boating's a passion. Fixing them up is a passion, and those old wooden boats, man. When you see them, you could have a million dollar boat next to you, and you have an old wooden boat with a nice mahogany transom and that wood just, you know, in the varnish and just, you know, peeking out and smiling at you. It's, it just, it hypnotizes people. I love this. In awe of the beauty. I love this. If you, if you had told me 10 minutes ago that I'd be talking to Rhino about boats, uh, I wouldn't have <laughs> believed you, but, but here we are. And, and I can, I can feel your passion for it. You know, I went uh, cross country over the summer and I came down through Detroit, so I was around all the Great Lakes there and had a blast. And even just with the marinas there, you know, it, it's amazing to me how, like, I was down in Windsor for a little bit before I crossed over into Detroit. And I would watch right. even the giant ships just come through the Detroit River. And, and But I was actually on the Detroit River November 2nd. I was driving the, uh, <laughs> the 1969 Lyman. It's a 26-foot. I was wow. driving that down from Algonac. We finished it up mid-October, let it soak in and start it up. First time it's been in the water for 12 years, put a bottom in there, and yeah, I was driving down. So okay. when you're talking about Windsor and Detroit River, I'm yeah. thinking I was just on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so thank, God, thank God it stayed afloat because I didn't want to go in the water and go swimming because it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just it. At least you're in Michigan. You can appreciate the colder winters. You know, you talk to some of these guys that are in the southern states and you know, they say, oh, it's winter, yeah. you know, it's 20 degrees. I'm like, you don't know winter. You don't know nothing. <laughs> right, right, right. It's funny because uh, Heath Slater, he'll come up and he's from West Virginia. Yeah. And he'll come up and uh, he's like, man, is it cold? You know, because they don't get cold in West Virginia. But, right. um, you know, he's been in South Carolina for a little while. And I told him his blood thinned out. You know, he's got to get used to this cold weather again. And that's one thing I've never, it never really bothered me is the cold weather. So, um, you know, I trained in Windsor and I've toured all throughout Canada wrestling. And, you know, so when I go up there in January, I'm definitely going to, you know, be at home. So, well, okay. Since we're going there now, uh, I took this show over in January of last year. This is a derivative from the law. So this, this show has like an over 25 year history. So to be in this chair now blows my mind. But when I was on the road going across country, I made a a point to continue to do the show all through the summer. And one of my first face to face guests was somebody who was more than happy to bring up your name, Tony Candelo. Oh, Tony Candelo. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. he, he did tell the story. I mean, this story has been told before and I know edge and Christian have told it on docs and everything else, but uh, the story that might've involved a van starting to sink and, and you maybe not having uh, too much fun there. Well, you know, I really love boating, but and I love the water, but I don't want to go in the water when it's <laughs> January. 
<laughs> in Manitoba. Or or when you're in a van. In the northern doors. Yeah. <laughs> well, what happened was, is, uh, you know, I'll, I'll keep this a short story. Yeah, sure. The ring van got stuck. And what had happened is there was ice underneath, then, because it was broken up, and then it was submerged, and there was a thin layer of ice, but it looked solid. So Tony knew which way to go, right? Right. He got through. So the other guy, you know, went the way that looked the safest, but it wasn't. So, you know, when you're, the, the key is, is you got to keep the van moving and everybody's around there. And I ended up going up the land, right? We, we push it out and then the guy's like, oh, I need to get a more of a running start. So he got stuck deeper and I'm like, screw this. So from the land, you could see the van and the ice sinking, you know? Right. And I'm like, guys, get away from it. And, uh, <laughs> Edgy came and grabbed me, and he walked me arm in arm down there. And I'm like, I'm, I literally thought I was going to die that night. Because if you got out of the water, yeah, you know, there was no place to go to get warm. Exactly. You know, so, um, you know, and you had 19 guys, you know. And finally I came down, and I was that little extra oomph to get it out. And I'm not saying I'm a hero or anything, but once that van backed up, I... I booked it. I'm like, I'm not standing anywhere near this ice, you know, because Christian fell through and I walked with him up to the van. That's why I was on land because the one van made it across. Right. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, I wasn't scared where I'm like, oh, you know, um, crying or anything. I no. It said I was. I wasn't. Um, but I honestly, you know, you ever get in a situation, you're like, man, I might not be coming out of this one you know and yeah and hopefully not a lot of people have that experience and um and that was one of those days and i'm like man and and to be able to you know talk about it you know 20 some years later is is, is fun too you know yeah yeah, yeah yeah and everybody that's went on northern tours after you know edge and christian and myself and you know kind of um you know done really well and even joe legend over in europe you know it's 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 a badge of honor i want to let you know that this is a very in-depth interview with rhino we talk about all sorts of things and you can get the full version by being a member of our snme radio patreon for about a buck a week and you'll get this interview in its entirety coming up tomorrow but coming up next more with rhino including talking about hitting the road once again across the prairies of Canada with Canada's wrestling elite and why it takes him back to his roots. More with the Man Beast here on Sunday night's main event. You're listening to Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio. Oh, yeah. I'm on a boat. Sunday night's main event is brought to you by Great Lakes Beer, a fiercely independent brewery. Black as night, light as a full moon, deep in character. Little is known about the guardian that protects the Great Lakes Stout. His nobility is as thick as his mustache, which belies the essence of the beer he defends. Through this mystery, what one can gather is, with this traditional dry stout, you'll finally vanquish the illusion that dark means heavy. Congratulations. 
You just found your new session stout. Find a selection of Great Lakes beer at your local LCBO or order online at greatlakesbeer.com. You're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event on TSN Radio. Welcome back. I'm Mike McGuire. We don't have a lot of time left in our broadcast edition of the show today, but I did want to let you know that this interview will be available to our Patreon members first, coming up tomorrow, patreon.com slash SNME radio, and then in about a week for free for anyone else at snmeradio.com. Now, more with the man beast, Rhino, on Sunday Night's Main Event. You're Rhino for crying out loud. You've done some great things. Is part of this almost kind of just reliving those early days for you again? You know what? It's yes, and actually, you're probably the first one to uh, to notice that or notice it and bring it up to me because um, you know. First off, you know I've I've worked for this promotion before, and and I love going up there, and I love wrestling with the guys. Um, I'm with Impact Wrestling, so they allow me to do uh, independent promote uh, wrestle for independent promotions and stuff like that. Yeah. So you know, I get to go out there, and you know, one thing I le- I love about driving is you know when I'm wrestling on independent shows or even with Impact is there's a lot of towns that they hit ECW used to hit. So I'm kind of reliving my ECW days, and they nice. allow me to go out and wrestle more of a hardcore style and if I want to you know um, use things or turn them into an extreme match they'll allow me to um, or there's no rules against it you know so um, and that's you know going up you know to Canada it's the same thing yeah I get to relive and not only that I get to pass on the knowledge I picked up over the last 20 some years and pass it on to the next generation because I remember when it was myself Edge Christian uh, Don Callis, Joe Legend, we're all in a match with Rick Martell. And, you know, after the match, we're just listening to him. And this is the guy I grew up watching. And not only did I was I able to wrestle with him, but I was able to learn from him afterwards, you know. And it was just, you know, a fountain of information. And sometimes you got to stop and, and, you know, pinch yourself. And it's like, is this really happening? The dates I'm looking at, I don't think involve any ice roads here. We can talk about the uh, Saskatchewan tour, especially here. But January 4th, you're in Saskatoon. 5th in Prince Albert. The 6th in Yorkton. The 7th in Regina. And the 8th in Estevan. That'll take you closer back to uh, home there. CWECanada.ca is where you can get tickets for this. What can fans who are coming to see Rhino expect when they come to these shows? Well, I'm going to take things to the extreme. Nice. You know, definitely. Um, you know, so you might see a chair, you might see a table, you might see a door. I love using doors now. Oh yeah, and uh, such a thing. Yeah, um, I don't see. I I don't use light bulbs because usually they don't have them under the ring. So, um, <laughs> or or thumbtacks. I have been known to use Legos. If you've ever stepped oh, on a Lego, God. You're, you're probably wishing you had a thumbtack in your foot. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, usually they don't put thumbtacks. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll start off wrestling. If it gets extreme, it gets extreme. But yeah. uh, once, another thing I like about indies is I usually do a meet-and-greet before, and I believe every date there's a meet-and-greet set up with me nice. uh, prior. So, Very cool. Um, you know, and, and you get to talk to the fans. And one thing I love about that is you see guys come up 
and they'll bring their daughters or they'll bring their sons. And their sons are anywhere from, you know, seven to 10 yeah. to 14. Yeah. And uh, they're like, hey, I watched you when you came up here or I watched you in ECW when I was his age. Yeah. You know, now I'm a father. So I kind of bridge that gap and wrestling's generational. So it, it's, it's really cool, you know, to meet people and, and have that experience because, you know, you feel a little bit closer, you know, they'll, they'll feel that a little bit more of a connection, you know, and, and, and that's something, you know, let's face it, time doesn't stand still for anybody. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's boating, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll work around the marina all day, but I'll see people with their families going out on the boat and coming back. You know, and it's like they created memories. And these are memories that live on forever. And that's the same thing with wrestling. You know, when you go to a show with your kid, or I, I hear people back in the territorial days and say, oh, my grandfather used to take me down and we used to watch Dick the Bruiser, yeah. Lobo Brazil, and they light up, you know, <laughs> like as if it was yesterday. And they like, and they were so excited. You know, I've been able to have a career where people will one day say, "Yeah, we went to, you know, a show in Saskatchewan or where it be," and you know, we, we talked to this person beforehand, and we got an autograph, or 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 we watched them gore someone through a table. You know, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love I'm it. Not getting gored through a table. Making memories of us going through a table. That'd be great. <laughs> right, right, right. So. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today with Rhino, ECW legend, current Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champion, and really just a cool guy. If you got to hear some of that conversation here on the show, again, the whole thing will be waiting for you at patreon.com slash SNME radio. And if you want to see him, cwetickets.com. Support independent wrestling wherever you are, and we'll be back to talk about it all next week right here on Sunday night's main event. Until then, thanks for listening and letting me do what I do. Play safe, drive safe. Ah, be seeing ya. Thanks for finding Sunday night's main event. To get the complete show as well as bonus weekly podcasts, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash SNME radio.